focusing on an emerging generation of kings. Let's go to Daniel 6 very quickly. Daniel 6 from verse 18. This is loaded, this is powerful, and it's going to change somebody's life. It's quite a long read, so I'll read this part alone, but I'll call your attention to a couple of things later as we go on in the message today. Verse 18. Now the king went to his palace and spent the night fasting. <laughs> so it's like, is that one fast? He fasts during the day. But the king fasted at night because they had people who catered to him round the clock. And when it says fast, it wasn't just talking about staying off food. It was also talking about staying off appeasement and entertainment and gratification because the next one says, and no musicians were brought before him. Also, his sleep went from him. Then the king arose very early in the morning and went in haste to the den of lions. You get the story now. Daniel has been thrown into the lion's den because of his faith, because of his kingdom culture and his allegiance to the true God. So the king was troubled because of that. And then he went to go and see Daniel. Verse 20, he came to the den. He cried out with a lamenting voice to Daniel. The king spoke, saying to Daniel, Daniel! Servant of the living God, has your God, whom you serve continually. Look at your neighbor, say no holiday in my service to God. Say no retirement in my service to God. Say no downtime in my service to God. Say we outside for God's purposes. <laughs> said has he been able to deliver you from the lions verse 21 then Daniel said to the king oh king live forever my God sent his angel and shut the lions mouths so that they have not hurt me because I was found innocent before him and also oh king I have done no wrong before you I proclaim prophetically concerning somebody lions mouths are shut for your sake things that could and possibly should devour you they are shut down for your sake now the king was exceedingly glad for him and commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den so Daniel was taken up out of the den and no injury whatever was found on him because he believed in his God and the king gave the command and they brought those men who had accused Daniel and cast them into the den of lions then Look at anyone say, be careful who you marry. It was men that threw Daniel into lions and but said, no. You, your children, your wives. Because if you marry the wrong person, you will enter the wrong den. And if you enter the wrong den, you, that's one den, the wife, another den, the children, mother, den, den, den. And den, because of your audacity. So they threw them into the den, and the lion 
overpowered them and broke all their bones in pieces before they ever came to the bottom of the den. Now, this is where we begin to see the kingdom culture in operation in pop culture or Babylonian culture. See what it says then. Then the king wrote to all peoples, nations, and languages that dwell in all the earth. Peace. After you kill person, king. Peace. Be multiplied to you. I make a decree that in my that in every dominion, help me now, of my kingdom, men must tremble and fear before the God. Oh my God. God is going to do something in your life and through your life in this nation and the nations of the earth that will make people change their policy to accommodate your faith. Somebody did not really hear what I said. But God is going to do exploits in and through your life. That kings, presidents, prime ministers, leaders will begin to alter their long-standing injunctions because of the heightened manifestation of God's glory in your life. The king said, in all my realm, in all my domain, men must begin to tremble and fear before the God of Daniel. God is about to manifest himself as the God of Tini, the God of Borito Mamboreshu. Are you hearing that? The God, the God of David Du, the God of Mazi, the God of Covenant. God will manifest himself so dynamically that nations will say, I want to go to Nigeria because that is Kofi's country. I want to go to Nigeria. Uh, how many of you know that there are men of God that God has raised so powerfully in this nation that the only reason people know Nigeria exists as a country and not as a village in Africa is because of what God has done through them. Well, I come to tell you that God is raising that order of people in ministry, in business, in government, in leadership where the glory, His glory will be so rich concerning your life that men will come from far and near to celebrate the goodness and the mercy of God. It might not be you I am talking about, but if you perceive or sense this is your word, please help me high-five yourself and tell yourself there is a God in me and he's about to show up, show forth, show off his glory in my life. It was a decree. He said, why? For this God, he's the living God. And he's steadfast forever. His kingdom is the one which shall not be destroyed. So as a child of God, you are in a kingdom that you don't need to be scared will break down. Every believer has an advantage. You know why? Because even unbelievers at the end of the age will see the mistake they made. So being in the kingdom means that you're already ahead of people. They will catch up with you later. Oh my word. 
a heathen king sees the glory of God and says, this, this kingdom, the kingdom of this man, or of this God, is the one that will never be destroyed. And his dominion shall endure to the end. What does he do? He delivers and rescues and he come and read that. You should look into your Bibles. <laughs> read verse 27. Read verse 27 to 28. Go real quick. Let's go. Daniel prospered in the reign of Darius and in the reign of Cyrus. Verse 27, he delivers and rescues. You will experience that this week. Yeah. He works signs and wonders. You will enjoy that this week. Yeah. In heaven and on earth. This will be important as we go along in the message. And said he has delivered Daniel from the power of the lions. And when the king did this, he prospered. Daniel then prospered in the reign of Darius and in the reign of Cyrus the Persian. Father, we thank you because your word is blessed and your people are blessed. We receive illumination. We receive instruction. We receive inspiration. These words will not fall to the ground, but they will enrich our hearts and our lives, saturate us with wisdom, understanding, and direction to be able to move according to your purpose. We give you all the praise, our Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. All right, so today we are exploring a certain subject matter, pop culture versus kingdom culture. Make the shift. Make the shift. What is pop culture? Pop culture is a word that became popular in the 19th century, um, but it's actually short, short form for popular culture. So this speaks about mainstream, what happens in the mainstream. So whether it's movies or entertainment or fashion or conversations or exchanges, this, these things shape pop culture, what is generally acceptable. So the most common pop, most common forms of pop culture will be movies and music and television, video games, sports, entertainment, fashion, technology. And some of us may be very selective in what we hear and what we wear, but all of us at some point or the other, we end up being touched by pop culture. Is that true? Is that true? Um, because whether you like it or not, there's some songs you never studied, but you know their lyrics pretty well. Okay, we'll talk right now. Um, there's some things that left to you, you would not wear, but when it was that you became a part of the bridal train on your friend's wedding, uh -huh, can, can we talk now? Uh, mm, look at your neighbors. Mm. <laughs> Uh, all of a sudden, the pressure began to mount up with wings as of eagles. 
And before we knew what was going on, uh, you were showing things that were supposed to be private. Look at your neighbor. See, God still loves you. <laughs> but it's not going to leave you the way you are. <laughs> Tell your neighbor you're going to make the shift. You have to make the shift. So popular culture sometimes is not something that you prefer to do. As a matter of fact, sometimes it's what is done for you on your behalf. And somebody said, oh, you, you need to eat this or you need to wear this. And, and sometimes we judge things based on uh, the morality of our dress sense. But also even in things like food and, and eating, pop culture comes upon you and, and lets you think that the more grease and grime there is in the food, the richer you are. Uh, have you seen that before where many African men believe that a big pot belly is a sign of good living? Uh, come on out and we'll talk. Look at your neighbor. Say, that is dangerous. That's pop culture. <laughs> That's pop culture. What is popular? So you feel the moment I get a big breakthrough, I must show them I have arrived. So you eat the amala, the amola. You know amola is from amala. Every other place in the world, they do amala. <laughs> but in Ibadan, they do amola. That's the original one with abula. Tukbuno feli feli. The one... <laughs> <laughs> right so so you want to eat that then you do, do orishi orishi bokoto shaki abodi abori erara fuku edo give me give me give me give me bokoto roundabouts and then you wonder why you're trying on your own in the toilets a night later. Pop culture impacts all of us. And when Jesus speaks about pop culture, he says something very powerful in John 17. He says, I'm not asking you to take them out of the world. Come on now. He says, I'm asking you, God was preaching to God, speaking to God, praying to God. He says, I'm not saying you should take them out of the world. I'm saying that you should keep them in the world. John 17, 14 to 19. John 17, 14 to 19. I have given them your word and the world has hated them because they are not of the world just as I am not of the world. Can you say I am not of the world? Say I am of the word. I am of the word of God, the insight of God, the revelation of God, the standards of God, the ethics of God, the calling of God is what guides me. It says, I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. They are not of the world. So when it comes to pop culture, God does not deliver us from pop culture. He delivers us in spite of pop culture. Daniel is not delivered away from the lion's den. So God's greatness, the greatness of God's power is not just that he can keep you from seeing it. It's that even if you see it, you are not destroyed by it. Because if you don't come in contact with it, we don't even really know how strong you are. 
you don't really know how pure you are if all your friends are always speaking in tongues and you live in church seven days a week. But if you have to work with people who act as if sometimes they've drank the wrong thing before they came to work. Come on. Some of you work with those kind of people. You know people who talk in a certain way at the board meeting and I think, did you smoke purple leaves or what? If you have to deal with people who have no regard, like that judge in Luke 18, for God or for man, in that place where people are not nice, that's how we know whether you have the fruit of the Spirit called patience or not. If everybody in your world is sane and spirit-filled, we don't know how spiritual you are. Because the test of your spirituality is what happens when you are exposed to adversity. Oh, come on now. <laughs> we don't know. You know, there are some shirts. Have you seen those shirts? They call them wrinkle-free shirts. You know those shirts? They call wrinkle-free. They're saying that if, if no matter what happens, the shirt will always be smooth. Now, we don't know whether it's a wrinkle-free shirt until we have lumped it under a bale of clothes or under a stash of clothes. If you've exposed it to those adversarial conditions and it still comes out straight, then we know it's straight. Oh, come on now. Uh, let me come to your page. Some of you thought you were so spiritual. You thought you already got this lost and mastered. You thought you already got this flesh and under control until you were out of the gathering of kings for three weeks. Oh, come on now. And your eggs came calling. And fighting your eggs, you became exciting. Talk to me now. You thought you had it under control until you were exposed to temptation. And then the temptation revealed to you that you still had a lot to learn. Look at your neighbor and say, I know you're looking straight. But pastor is talking to you this morning. So Jesus is saying, the greatness of my power is seen not in me saving you and taking you out of the world now. The greatest of my power is seen is that you are in the world, but you are not corrupted by it. So when it comes to pop culture, God wants us to have contact without contamination. He wants us to be in touch, but not in terror. He wants us to interface and not lose face. That's why every true man of God will encounter men of the devil. Oh, can we talk now? We don't know that Joseph, we don't know that Joseph is pure until Potiphar's wife comes unto him. And by the way, he had more reasons to be with Potiphar's wife than just the sensual value. He could have said to himself, maybe this is my access card out of slavery. Because if I do what Potiphar's wife wants, then I can negotiate. But he would have escaped into becoming the greatest houseboy ever. Oh, come on now. Fresh houseboy. And never entering into his divine destiny as a prime minister. Are we here? So, pop culture, watch this. Write this down. Pop culture is not my prison. Pop culture is my test. It's my test. This says, I want you not to be out of this world... Rather, not to be out of this world, but to be in this world and not be of this world. And verse 17 says, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, as all, I've also sent them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself that they also may be sanctified by the truth. 
also, what are some of the differences between pop culture and kingdom culture? What are some of the differences? Media, you have the outline so you can help us. Pop culture, number one, is about self. Popular culture is about self. When you eat the food you shouldn't eat, you are focused on pleasing yourself. When you promote yourself in a certain way, focus on suiting yourself. So it's about self. And in bracket, you can put promotion, projection, preservation. Pop culture is about self-promotion, self-projection, self-preservation. But kingdom culture is about selflessness. Selflessness. In bracket, you can put denial, restraint, and control. So kingdom culture is about self-denial. I feel like eating it, but I won't. I feel like drinking it, but I won't. I feel like giving out a piece of my mind. Even though I don't work for earpiece. But I don't do it. It's about self-restraint. Says the love of God constrains us. Because no man is truly free until he is bound by God. somebody missed that one you're not really free until you're bound by God which means you have boundaries that are defined by God number two and then self-control under selflessness number two pop culture is about vain glory and how do we know that Solomon he was a king of pop culture he starts out as a prodigy and son of King David, but then he just was popular. He begins to intermarry and intermingle with all those foreign kings and foreign gods, and he begins to import their gods. Now, let me say this to somebody. We are called to be kingdom influences. That means that many of us, we all have our roots. In fact, all of us will have our roots within the folds of the church, but many of us will have our branches beyond the folds of the church, which means that your assignments, your ministry will be delivered through a business or the academia or social impact or government. Now, whenever you begin to get into that place, understand that what is keeping you standing as a tree is not the branch that they can see, it's the roots that they cannot see. Please clap if you want to clap. Because what happens is that many believers, the moment they begin to branch out, they literally branch out. And then they root out. So this person, he had consecration and devotion before he became the governor. But when the moment he became the governor, he couldn't even govern his prayer life any longer. Oh, can we talk now? He at least used to join full gospel businessmen's fellowship before he became the president. But when he became president, he couldn't even preside over his Bible study any longer. Sounds like, Pastor, you're going too far. He used to be master life student before he became banking officer. Or assistant banking officer. Officer, ABO, but Arimo. Small promotion, and then we begin to deviate from our consecrations. And the branch may still look fruitful for a couple of days or weeks, but the moment the root is caught, what happens? It dries out. Now, vainglory, pop culture is about vainglory. What is vainglory? Fading glory. Limited glory. Glory that does not abide or abound forever. Don't forget what the word says. It said that all flesh is like grass. And what happens to grass? It said the flower withers. The, the grass withers. The flower fades. But it's the glory of God that abides forever. So pop culture is about vain glory. But kingdom culture is about God's glory. God's glory. 
and this king in our text, he sees the glory of God. He sees the magnificence of God's ability to protect a vulnerable man in the middle of lions. And he recognizes glory. Look at somebody say, Ogoya Tosogo. Tell somebody who can speak Yoruba language, say, Ogoya Tosogo. That's the English presentation. <laughs> Tell the person, glory differs from glory. You remember three Sundays ago we spoke about that? There's the glory of the sun and the glory of the moon and the glory of the stars and the glory of one star differs from another from the glory of another star. Now this king who's glorious in his own way, he sees the dimension of God's glory preserving a man in the middle of lions and it says there's a greater glory here. So kingdom culture is not about fading glory. Now let me tell you what that means. If the glory that Daniel had was just vain glory, that means whenever he was inside his own office, he'll be protected. Whenever he, has, he had his bodyguard, he'll be protected. And the moment they strip him of all those man-made things, he will lose the protection. That's vain glory. Vain glory is any glory that cannot survive after men have removed what they can give to you. Let me say that again. Vain glory is any glory that does not last beyond the presence of what men can give to you. So if men take it away from you and you feel less glorious, that's vain glory. Whether it's a car or a house or a title, let me show you how it works. You've seen this over and over in your 20 or 30 or 40 something years of living, right? Where somebody's in government, is in power, and it's his birthday. Every newspaper page is filled. Honorable, senior commander, governor, superior officer, assistant angel, deputy spirit, all of that. Everybody's hailing and celebrating the man or the woman as case may be. The year after he steps out of office, that's the end. Tom and Jerry, the and that's vain glory. What God gives is not vain glory. What God gives is God's glory. Which means that the believer is always in vogue, always in glory, always in office. So you can take my coat of many colors from me, like you did Joseph, but I will not be less of a person just because my phone screen broke. Oh, come on, can we talk right now? Just because I'm using techno or I'm using come on, come on, it does not mean my glory is less. Because it's not about my phone, it's about the fact that I can still call the shots. Y'all didn't hear what I just said. Are you ready for a message? Are you hearing what I'm saying? The screen might be broken, but I can still screen the wrong things out of my environment. I can still call unto God, and he will answer me and show you greater mighty things. Listen, an unbeliever with iPhone 15 cannot call unto God and get a guarantee to an answer. But the believer with your Pentium 1, Nokia, face me, I slap you, throw me from three floors, and I bounce back forward. You can call unto God and God said, Namatikin be that, Namatikin be that. God will respond 
children who are who are who are the children they are God's children are you hear what don't tie your reputation to the kind of phone you have or the kind of car you drive or the postal the area of town you live in who are those people who are so seated in heavenly places when you are floating and squatting with somebody where are those people who are still clad in glory when you're walking down the road without your car and jumping on the tekena pep from one place to another you still know you can still see angels all around me morning noon and evening i'm protected i know where are those people who don't draw their reputation from their title from their office from their weave on come on now you might not be able to afford the weave on but god has woven you into his purpose and his clad you in his glory your makeup might be a fake up but in your spirit there is glory and paul said my god shall supply all my needs according to his somebody give god praise for his glory some of you are still warming up and rehearsing. High five somebody until your palm washes and tell your neighbor tell that neighbor I see God's glory all over you. I see God's some of you are seated in that glory but whether you're seated or standing come and look for somebody eyeball to eyeball and say you are clad in glory you're decorated in glory you're steeped in glory you're fortified in glory you are kept in glory you are preserved in glory you are secure in glory he says the glory of god shall be their rear guard and your rear guard are your bodyguards the things are behind you which means when you want to fall you fall into glory and that's why he says, Though the righteous man falls seven times, he will rise again because the glory of God pushes him back. Push you. Come on, get up. Come on, run again. Come on, stand again. Pick up yourself and go again because you are powered by glory. There is always light. You remember in Revelation, he said, Concerning the new Jerusalem, there is no sun and there is no moon. And he said, The light never grows dark. Why? He said, Because God is the light of that city what is god who is god god is the ultimate never ending never season never broken never aging power source of all things is the effulgent magnificent enduring resplendent outburst of light when god powers your light and your life it doesn't matter that nepa has taken light nepa cannot take this light Nepa cannot take this light. You can't burn my cable. Because my God is more than able to prepare my table until I become so comfortable that the enemy, even if it's a constable, he ends up being unstable. I, I, I just I just want to put a revelation in the rhyme and say it does not matter what's happening in Nigeria. It matters what's happening in your country. Paul says to the Philippians, you are citizens of heaven. You are an ambassador. I am a missionary in Nigeria. I am an ambassador to Nigeria. My sustenance is from my home country. That's why Paul said to the Philippians, he didn't say the Philippian government will supply your needs. He didn't say the Philippian business will supply your needs. He didn't say the Philippian genius will supply your needs. He said, my God, somebody shall my God. My God shall supply all your 
just material needs. But some of you need husbands. Oh, come on now. Your God will supply you. If you like before me, let the angel not know that you are one of the people this world is for. As the angel is trying to navigate and move people, relocate them from Germany to bring them to Nigeria, relocate them from Malaysia to bring them to, to Lagos so that they can meet you at an expo conference. You're just calling me. Amen. She don't really need that husband. Push that good man over to tennis. Push that good man. Okay, come on now. Whatever you need, your God will supply. When you need comforting words in the lonely night. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Who needs the lonely words? <laughs> the comforting words. Please let her speak her mind. Is it your words? God will supply. When you need direction, should I study my masters? And if I'm going to study my masters, I don't want to be a mistress to raise money for my masters. God will supply. They said to get this contract, you need to get ABC documents, XYZ documents, this signature that God will supply. Number three, a difference between pop culture and kingdom culture. Solomon had pop culture. He had the music. He had the food. Where he wrote Ecclesiastes. He said, every good thing that I saw, I took it. I had it. Yet it said, vanity upon vanity. All these things are vanity. Vanity upon vanity. All these things are vanity. Number three, pop culture benefits a few. Benefits a few. Pop culture is about the in crowd, the in thing, the superstar, the mega star, the guy on stage, the guy in the spotlight, the guy with the name, the guy with the brand. Thanks for your gift. The guy with this and the other. But see that now, kingdom culture is for the benefit of all. In fact, when it speaks about distribution of the gifts of the spirit, in First Corinthians chapter fourteen, he said that these gifts are given by the spirit for the profit of all. In fact, look at what Jesus said. He said, your heavenly father, he's so good. He causes his rain to fall on the good and the evil. See that now. So the kingdom is profitable to all. Profitable for all. Now, it's those who believe in Jesus Christ and who embrace the provisions of redemptive grace that then have the legal license to access the benefits. It's like when you go to developed countries, that's the new Nigeria of the future, amen? amen. They have a welfare system. They have a welfare or a benefit system. In that welfare or benefit system, what it means is that there is a level of indignity that no citizen is allowed to fall below. Are you getting that? Which means that because you identify as British, there's a level of hunger that must not come near you. Yeah. Even with your lazy self. Yeah. <laughs> Are you hearing that? So you see a lot of this young, I remember when I first got to London, I would see all these people pushing their trams. 16, 15 year old girl. No. You got a baby. He got a baby. I got a baby. You are a baby. I got a baby. You are a baby with a baby. What many of them will do, they will not go to school because they know there's a welfare or benefit system. So they will go and open leg instead of open their brains and then receive premature seed and then turn it into a baby whilst they are still babies. Because they know that they will get something and the baby will get something. It's amazing how people of the world believe in their own kingdom more than believers in their kingdom. 
the people of the world know that even my irresponsibility is within the sea of his responsibility. Oh, come on now. Now, I'm not calling you to be irresponsible, but I'm trying to comfort you in the assurance of what Christ did that even when you fail, God says, let's fix it. Are you here now? Listen, at the end of all things, everybody will come to God. Just that some people will come to God for judgment. <laughs> so why are you running away from the God you will still come to? Just be play. Do you see? Everybody will still come to God. So why not come to God well? Look at your neighbor and say, come well. Say, come correct. Now, coming well or coming correct does not mean come perfect. It comes come in faith. Come in faith. So come boldly, come by faith, believe in what God has done in Jesus Christ. You'll be saved. So you receive that gift of salvation. It becomes an ongoing work of transformation by the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit in your heart. Are we here now? Are you okay, Messiah? Slap somebody a high five and say, I'm okay. <laughs> right? So the people of the United Kingdom, they know there's a level below which you cannot fall. As a believer, you need to have a conviction, we'll talk about this shortly, in your spirit that my God has got it covered. Never allow your heart to become a field where fear plays soccer. They're just passing the ball. Fear. Who has a ball? Who has a physical ball? Anybody, anybody go there? <laughs> right? No, women have a lot of things in their bags. Where's the bag? So, so you see this, you see this, you see this. Fear is a raising ball in your heart. Look at it, but say, not me, not me, not me. So that's the ball. Where's the ball? This balloon doesn't want God to use it. Right? So house rents. Passes the ball now. To phone bills. Passes the ball now. To marriage bill. Passes the ball now. To school fees. Is it school fees or school fees? Because there are two different things. School fees is the one that the money is made a lot. School fees. <laughs> and if the children go to the kind of schools that some of their children go to, inside the term, after you've paid what you've paid, co-curricular, extracurricular, sometimes curricular, travel curricular, kilo wa nukula egongo, theory curricular. But see, my heart is not a field for, for fear. Thank you. Yes. Thank you very much. Wow. Amazing. So you have that. Just play, play, play. <laughs> and then, what? 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 Then what many believers do is as fear is playing ball, they are running commentary. Are you getting it? Oh, 
It's true. Nigeria is tough. It's very tough. Now it's very tough. We see the very tough thoughts. Look at your neighbor. Say, I have the benefits of the kingdom. Tell your neighbor, I'm making the shift today. I'm no longer living from hand to mouth. Listen, in pop culture, people can live from hand to mouth. In the kingdom, we live from his mouth to our hands. God speaks it and we receive it. Are we hearing that? His word. Look at what it says. A man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds. I love that song God gave us how many years ago? Two years ago, just before I began approaching, I began to sing, I love your word. I love your word. I love your word. It's a good every part of me. I love your word. I love your word. Teach. Right? I love the word because the word feeds my faith. And number four, number four, the pop culture, oh, the pop culture, pop culture. I was finding it very interesting. People use the in their name. I know sometimes do it in handles because the name is taken. The Daniel Watembo. The very, the one and only. All right, so the last thing I want to say about the differences between pop culture and kingdom culture is that pop culture offers temporary pleasure. Temporary pleasure. But kingdom culture offers pleasure forevermore. Permanent pleasure. Everything in pop culture fading. Does anybody know a woman called... Uh, Tony Braxton. Tony Braxton. You know Tony Braxton? Does anybody know what's Michael Jackson's sister's name? Janet Jackson. I was thinking Angela Jackson. Didn't sound quite right. Sounds that's, that's, that's a runner. <laughs> Just thought about some of the names they use in in botany and culture. Angela, Angilo, names of people. Naming microorganisms. Jenna Jackson. You know Jenna Jackson? All right, let me use another film. Does anybody know Linford Christie? He put it on. Does anybody know Carl Lewis? Does anybody know Marlon Orty? Okay. Orty. Does anybody know Houston Bolt? Houston Bolt. Pop culture, people will come and people will go. Positions will come and positions will. Listen, do everything God has sent to do. Be the greatest and the best. Be the most impactful. But I can assure you that sometime in your lifetime, especially if you've done your work well, at least one or two or three of the things that you do so well, you see somebody doing it better. Nobody will ever be able to replace you or beat you at being you. But there are aspects of what you do that God is going to encourage people to either do better or those people who understudy you and have an advantage. Are you getting that? So your pleasure cannot be in the fact that you are the best. Your pleasure will be in the fact that he is the best. And that he always gives you the best every time. 
Oh, you don't want to clap at that one. So I want to be the best. I want to be. Don't worry, it's okay. Your pleasure cannot be insult that you are the richest. Oh, some of you experience the ladies happens to ladies a lot. You were the hottest girl in your school. GS2, GS3. Your body was changing. Your face was blooming. Everything nice. Hunky-dory. You were the superstar. Everybody wanted your number even before there was GSM. <laughs> they saw the future through your eyes. Everything. You, you were just... And then you had good grades. Everything. Prim and proper. Then one girl now relocated and joined the school in SS1. She was finer, she was taller, her hair, your hair was this. He said, hey, now the hair was like this. As a matter of fact, they fired all the school cleaners because her hair did the job. <laughs> Come on, laugh. Lagos has not introduced taxation and laughter. <laughs> and then your esteem was running low, like fuel in Nigerian filling stations. <laughs> Why? Because you tied your sense of worth to something that was fleeting. And that's what pop culture is about. Always tying the sense of what something that is fleeting. So the, the one bigger breast and bigger posterous, Dr. Nile 210. Now you don't even need Dr. Nile 210, Dr. Any. Lucky, Ikeja, Surulere. There's a doctor now who will inject anything, including pap. <laughs> Are you here? For something that was still, look at him and say, it's still going to change. What will never change is the glory of God. So the believer is called to be a partner in the glory of God. So, there are three major things I want to share, but I'm not sure I can cover the three effectively in the service. I will touch as many as I can. I have about 12 minutes to wrap it up. But as many as I can't, or whatever aspects of it I cannot, I will deal with in the second service. In our text, we find a very interesting story. It's a captivating story. And many of us know the story, but there are aspects of the story that will require a good teaching session or good preaching time for you to pay attention to certain specifics, not because you're spiritually blind, but because there's something about listening corporately that might give light to something you've read over and over before. What had happened was they knew that Daniel belonged to another kingdom. So in as much as, watch this, he's in a different kingdom. People knew that you're not one of us. Please, no matter how big God makes you, no matter where God takes you, no matter how high you go in sports and politics and fashion and farming and tech, bro, in Texas, in tech, tech us, in Texas, wherever you go, ensure that people know that you are not of this world. Because what happens to many believers is they try to become like them so much that people cannot even, they don't, can't tell the difference between you and them. Right? God says, no. Stand out based, not on a, a sticker on your head, but there should be something about your culture, your disposition, your attributes that says Daniel is not like one of us. So we can't have Daniel chapter 6 
where God delivers from the lion's den without Daniel chapter 1 where Daniel stands for God if Daniel stands for God in chapter 1 God will stand for Daniel in chapter 6 oh can I talk right now because there are many believers trying to make withdrawals where they have no deposits you are trying to call on God in public when they've not stood out for him in private I wish I could talk right now God is good to all but dramatic deliverances and manifestations are often the reserve of those who are ambassadors for the kingdom the American citizens they are good to everybody but for them to deploy US Navy SEALs you must be somebody Okay, are you here now? When I say everybody, every one of the citizens, they will take their citizens out in a jiffy. But the higher you are in ranking, the greater the forces they are going to deploy. So he stood for God. Don't be that person who becomes governor. And I'm saying, it's not like I don't have plans to be a governor. Many of us don't have plans to be where we are now. In the next 10 years, many of you will laugh at your current goal list. It will look ridiculously small. You'll be like, what was I thinking? <laughs> right? Why am I saying 10 years? 5 years? Why am I saying 5 years? 2 years for some of you. You're going to get an appointment. You're going to get a leadership responsibility. You're going to come into a certain amount of wealth and fame and influence for some of you in 6 months. I'm preparing you right now. Don't be that person that when Peter now calls you, hello, who's this? Yeah, who's this? Uh, my name is Tijola Temo. Uh-huh. Angel Tomahalainko. The angel that will rile you a call. I'll give you a knock. But we have to be cultured. Are you here? Because there's something about money that can bring out the worst parts of you. Oh, yeah. There are people who rejoiced over 10 million, over 20 million. They rejoice so much they kill themselves in the rejoicing. In the words of my dad, Ayo, Luma, Bayo, not that Ayo, the name of Jesus. That when you when you are not disciplined with restraint in celebrating, you have a, a tendency of endangering yourself. So we find the story. He is in Babylon, but he is still keeping the customs of Zion. <laughs> Never let Babylon rob you of the disciplines of Zion. There are so many people. Who have gotten into Babylon and all of a sudden are here? See kingdom. I'm going to come right where you are. You go into a place to go and speak or minister, make a presentation. Ah, see cars. You go into a place to minister or speak or whatever. Ah, see bomb bomb. See women. Look at him and say, yeah, yeah, I know you're not responding, but God saw what you said that. so thrilled that the enemy finds it easy to replicate your distractions. Because the moment you, you began to drool over the cars, ah, it's this one, it's motor it's a car that will kill him. Let's arrange two or three cars for him and the cars will become his car. We'll arrange the S and put it behind the C. Look at your neighbor say, I'm a lion but I'm not a car. You fussing here so so he, he keeps his disciplines how do i know when you go to daniel chapter 6 verse 10 help us very quickly they knew that this guy was so good the only way to attack him the only way to disgrace him right the only way to come against him, you can read that earlier in the first nine verses was to 
bring up an issue. The, the service man was without any flaw and was without any fault. That the only way to get Daniel is when it comes to a matter with his God. Let people know that you are your God. You are tight. That the only thing they can use to abuse you is that you are too loyal to God. You are too dedicated to God. You are, you are too in tune, too in sync with God. That you give too much to God and to God's man in the house. Let that be the only challenge to bring against you. That you fast too consistently. You pray too loudly. That you minister and evangelize too frequently. Let that be the only challenge. Now all the while he was doing this, he was not checking in his responsibilities to the government. Because some other believers, they go to the other extreme. During board meeting, you're praying and fasting. They said, sister, they didn't use sister in the boardroom. Mr. XYZ, what do you have to say about this? The Lord spoke to me two nights ago that what this organization needs is three days fasting and prayer. And I think we should start now. You don't have that leeway yet. The king sees Daniel's excellence. The value he was adding in the marketplace. So that when they eventually threw him into the lion's den, the Bible says the king was troubled all night and fasted for Daniel. Can your unbelieving boss cry unto God just to say, God, nothing must happen to this staff? Because this staff is a staff. I can lean on him. Come on now. Are you here now? Yes, or if something is happening, say, ah, thank God. We've been looking for a way to fire her since. Is it going good? She's in the hospital. Let her stay there. Somebody shout, that's not my portion. Somebody say, God, I beg. I take God beg you. <laughs> He's so in tune. And then to come against him, but the Bible makes it clear that the sign that decree and the said, if anybody petitions any man or any God, he's going to be thrown into a jail. If you go to verse 10, you're going to see this. Watch this now. Watch this. This is so powerful. Now, when Daniel knew, come on, he knew that the writing was signed. Where did he go? He didn't go to the pub to go and discuss the matter. Where do you go when a concern arises? He didn't go to the marketplace to go and analyze, synthesize. Synth. <laughs> when he knew, he went home. And where? In his upper room. Kabuvenia Katovash. Brigatuvenia Siga. With his what? I will pray with my full chest. This king's decree will not stop my king's decree. He was not ignorant of the consequences. Are you willing to be loyal to God when the consequences of your obedience are clear? Oh, come on now. He went to his upper room with his windows open toward Jerusalem. He knelt down on his knees when three times that day and he prayed and gave thanks before his God as his custom since early days. Never allow the enemy's threat break your pattern of commitment. The 
if you're just going to say that. So if you said to God, God, I'm going to be giving 50,000 naira every month. The month where your finances go deep, you're going to be tempted to say, God, let's skip to next month. No, that's when your loyalty is being tested. When you give God 50,000, you're going to see God. If you give it when you can sustain it, you will see your discipline. If you give it when you don't have it, you will see his intervention. Where did he go? He went to his upper room. It's interesting that in the New Testament, when the Spirit of God is going to be poured forth on earth, Idris, do you remember? The New Testament, he said, go and look for a room, and then they found an upper room. They stayed in the upper room, and they prayed where? In the upper room. So the disciples had the upper room, but Daniel in the Old Testament had his upper room. The upper room represents the place of communion with the Holy Spirit, the place of intercession and corporate congregation, where you generate divine energy to deploy it into the affairs of men. But your upper room is your own personal space. The place above distractions. The place above the noise of people. The place where you can ascend and rise. You can set your face on Jerusalem. For us, our Jerusalem is not the city. Our Jerusalem is the person. Our Jerusalem is Jesus. Why? Jerusalem means the place of peace. So they had Jerusalem, the place of peace. We have Jesus, the Prince of Peace. Come on now. So when trouble comes, we don't focus on the problem, we focus on the peace. Because in the spirits, what I focus on is what I'm feeding on. My focus is my feeding. My focus is my feeding. Oh, come on now. My ears are the mouth of my spirits. Food comes into my body through my mouth. Faith comes into my spirit through my ears. Are you here now? So I focus because the first battle is the battle for your attention. Don't give the devil on earth what he was looking for in heaven. He was looking for attention in heaven and God says get out of here. There's only one superstar in heaven is the king of kings and the lord of lords. When he came to the earth, the devil continued his lifetime ambition of looking for attention. So when he's dramatizing, get away from his drama. So look at the script of your divine director. Get on the center stage of intercession. Open up the windows and say, God, I'm not ashamed of you. Either you save me or you save me. Either you help me or you help me. Either you lift me or you lift me. And get into your own upper room. I like the way Priscilla Shara calls it. Priscilla Shara calls it the war room. Do you have a place in your house that when the devil sees you walking toward that place, he begins to piss in his pants because he knows that you are about to shun the balahataya. Do you have a place in your life that when you walk into that place, something is about to shake? Do you have a place of memorial, an altar of memorial? Do you have a place in your life that once you raise your hand or raise your voice, it's about to go down, it's about to get up, something is about to happen. Hello, how many for three people tell them, get to your upper room, get to your upper room, get to your upper room, rise high, get to your upper room, rise high, go up, go up, go up, when they go low, you go up, when they go low, where do you go? 
when they go low, where do you go? The boss is acting out of character. What do you do? Go to the upper river. Take it up in prayer. Don't, don't take it down in gossip. Don't take it down in gossip. Don't take it down in worry. Don't take it down in fear. Don't take it down in shame. Don't take it down. I know you lost some money. But guess what you didn't lose? You didn't lose God. If you have God, God can find the money. If you have God, God can find the solution. If he doesn't need to find it, he already has it. Take it up in prayer. And I love this. The Bible says he did two things. Number one, he prayed. We're not told the content of the prayer. But we're told about thanksgiving. So if you don't know what to pray, you can start by thinking. But come on now. You can raise your hands and say, God, I don't know what's going on, but I know you're going on. God, I know you're still God. God, I know you're still faithful. God, I know you never lie. God, I know you've got it all sorted out. You are the Arugo or Jaw, which means you have seen this before. You have experience in healing cancer. You have experience in healing migraine. You have experience in fixing broken marriages. You have experience in repairing my damaged wounds. You are the God who was able to do exceedingly and abundantly far above all that can ever ask or think. Find five your neighbor. Say God will come through for you. I prophesy to somebody as you take it up, it will come down. As you take it up, the answers will come down. As you take it up, the high blood pressure will come down. As you take it up, the sugar level will come down to normalcy. As you take it up, fear has to bow. Shame has to run away. Disgrace has to fall. Is there anybody who wants to get into the upper room? Come and look for seven people right now. Kuge Wanya looking like you're not a preacher. And tell seven people, take it up. Take it up in prayer. Take it up in intercession. Take it up in worship. Take it up! focus more on the three things but let me touch on a few of them number one the first thing that must feed this if you're going to make the shift from pop culture to kingdom culture the first thing is conviction I will start with this in the second service conviction because many of us we are trying to develop commitment without conviction but conviction is the father of commitment. If you see anybody who's truly committed, they have a conviction. If you see somebody who struggles with commitment, they lack conviction. Because conviction will drive you even when your car is broken down. Many believers are in the realm of exploration, not in the depths of dedication. So they haven't contacted the raw power and glory of God. The promise of God look like a flitting fantasy to them because they sniff the scent of the flower when they're not willing to drink the grape, to drink the blood. Say, so you must eat my flesh and drink my blood. Conviction! When the suicide bomber, bomber carries, put bombs around himself, he's convinced that when his blood away here, He's so convinced in that falsehood 
that is willing to risk his life when he has no spare life. Paul said, I'm doulos. That's bond servant. That's convict. I'm a convict. You know convict music, Akon? Who's becoming an oak tree in Africa? Convict. A prisoner. I'm imprisoned by prophecy. Are you here now? Kabuvenia Sigadosha. Listen, if you deepen your conviction, everything in your life will shift. If you really get conviction about generosity, you really get conviction about fasting, you really get conviction that when you do immersion from Thursday to Sunday, things start shifting. A new level of divine energy comes into your spirit, man. It's going to change everything. So the first thing is conviction. The second thing is customs. And I will show you. They represent three different things. I'll teach them the circumstances. How do I know? When you go to verse 10, you know in verse 10, Dr. Tolu, you know what it says? It said that he prayed. See this? He did what? Read aloud. And? this here before I go. I'll teach it in the second service. As was his custom. Custom. You remember what the king said? The king said that this dominion it does not fade. It does, the kingdom is not destroyed. Dominion is forever and ever. And it said that he walks signs. He delivers and rescues. Then he walks signs and wonders in heaven and on earth. A heathen king could detect that. When it's a custom, speaking about tradition, speaking about habits, speaking about routine, speaking about timelines, speaking, we have to get back to that place where we're setting our alarm clock for prayer time, not just 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. Come on now. Oh, where now? People are snoozing by 6 p.m. and 6 a.m. We're going to conclude that round of prayer watches on Wednesday. That'll give us six to three days, a day for every year of Nigeria. Then from Thursday morning or Wednesday evening, we're going to start four watches a day till Sunday. Customs. Well, listen to this. Let me preach this. So get happy before I go. Amen. Get happy, but don't lose the revelation. Was his what? Was his what? A believer in the kingdom who operates in the customs of the kingdom becomes a customs officer for the kingdom. Oh, can I preach? What does a custom officer do? The customs officer is often at the point of immigration. The point of arrival and departure. The point of entry and exit. The customs officer enforces the law of the kingdom he represents to determine what can come in and what can go out. Jesus appointed you as a customs officer. How do I know? He said, upon this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell. Where are the customs officers? At the gates of the city. 
So when you get to the airport and you're about to travel, they'll say your flight is boarding at gate A30 or gate G5. God wants customs officers at every gate of human expression. Oh, come on now. Can you talk to me? God wants customs officers. That's why Pastor Jimmy must scripture. He says, stand at the gate. He said, behold, I give you the keys. Are you here now? Of the kingdom. Whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. In other words, if you have a customs officer at Mutala Muhammad Airport, whatever you disallow at that airport has been disallowed at Asurok. Because you're not binding based on your feelings. You're binding based on the constitution and the guidelines. You've got a handbook. You know what the mind of the government is. Therefore, you can say, ah, why are you carrying snail that is alive to UK in my dress can be funny. They put elastic ball inside the bag. They put chameleon stew. They put what else do you carry on your last trip? They put snail, kolokolo inside. Oh, the customer officer says, do you have something to declare? And you said no. And they investigated before you have something to declare. And they broke it down. As God's customs officer, when the enemy is bringing his baggage to your ports, you will say, devil, do you have something to declare? And the devil says no. But it's trying to smuggle sickness in. You will say, whatever I bind on earth, no sickness is allowed into this territory called Daniel Aluakrebo. This year, the customs officer that will look at the baggage and the luggage of hell and say, this far and no further. No porcupines, no turkeys, no elastical, no cancers, no migraine, no arthritis, no high blood pressure, no premature death. Where are the law enforcement officers? Where are the customs officers? Where are those that will stand upon their watch? Have you seen the customs officers? They're always looking around. Always looking and sometimes somebody already passed you and they will tell you excuse I come back sometimes the prayer partner in your life do not see the sickness coming to you but you must be awake like we say in our declaration my eyes are wide open and I'm fully awake who goes that man who goes that man brother I want you to while you're sleeping on the bicycle come here you go collect to Find your neighbor. Tell that person uh, you are God's customs officer. Stop sleeping on duty. Stop sleeping on duty. Find that sickness. Find that weakness. Find that infirmity. Find that disease. Find that generational pattern. Find that overwhelmingness. Find that failure that is trying to rear its head again. Find that anger that is trying to come back again. Find the depression that has been hovering around your space again. Find it. You say, I'm God's customs officer. Where are my customs officers? As his custom was, Matthew 16, 19, I'll give you the keys of the kingdom. Whatever you buy on earth, Daniel 6, said as his customs was. How many times did they pray that day? Three times. So he had a custom. And don't forget the customs officers, they operate in watches. Take me home. Not that kind of home. To the end of the message. <laughs> the customs officers, they operate in watches. And they operate in shifts. The word says, watch and pray. To make that shift, pop culture to kingdom culture, 
I'll teach on those three things. Anybody blessed this morning? Let's receive PLT as we close this service. So we need to power us. Give God praise and glory. God, the glory and the lift up our head. Pastor Dami said something that even if we fall, because God is our ray God, He's our glory, we fall into glory. I love that so much. Can a custom officer please salute our presiding officer and just thank God for the power and glory and authority that He has given us? Can we appreciate Pidams as He goes? Thank you so much, sir. So much. Are you is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this now.